Welcome to Rap In Order, the interrogation of a hip-hop album, where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums, put them on the stand, see if they stood the test of time. Now let's see who we got on the stand today. Dun dun. Welcome to another episode of Rap In Order. I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Torian B. Today, guys, we're going to go over one of the biggest rappers of today. Um, this guy has been on an incredible streak as of late. Um, I would say that started... Maybe 2017, he was kind of on the rise from then. Um, and then in 2020, at the top of 2020 specifically, this album dropped. And I'm talking about Lil Baby, and I'm talking about his sophomore album, My Turn. My Turn came out in February of 2020. It had uh, guest appearances from 42 Doug, Future, Lil Uzi, Wayne, Moneybag Yo, Thugger, um, Gunna. Yeah, the list goes on, man. And um, top top notch production. You had Tay Keith, Wheezy, Hit Boy, DJ Paul. Um, yeah, so I think this album it was very well received. I think it took. Um, you remember how Wayne was kind of trying to prove himself as a rapper and being taken more seriously with the Carter series. Mm -hmm. um, it took him a while to be received as a more credible MC. And then the Carter came out, and then people was like, oh, I don't know. And then Carter Two came out, and people was like, Okay, you got it. You Shout in a different kid. Oh man, you why you do that? People were like, Yo, you got it now. You're on a different trajectory. You're on a different level. And I think my turn was what that was for Lil Baby, because before that, when he was rapping, people was like, Okay, you know, because when I first heard him on Yes Indeed with Drake, I was like, I mean, okay, this is another rapper that. Drake is about to put on, mm -hmm. you know. There's another rapper that we probably not gonna hear about no more, but he Drake did a good notable deed that he does with a lot of rappers. Mm -hmm. Hops on a song, gave him the moment, and then we don't hear from them. Boy, was I wrong, because Lil Baby has not only stuck around, he is a force to be reckoned with. Like people, everybody's looking forward to his next one. Right. Um. He said he, he said he actually said that he's going like silent mode. On social media, yeah, on social media yeah. which I wish a lot of artists would do. Um, but we here now. My turn. What's your thoughts? Um, little baby got the got the streets, man. Little mm -hmm. baby got it. Um, he actually has a song with uh, Ed Sheeran that I love. That I'm probably going to dance ah, to at my okay. Uh, uh, I mean, my first introduction to Little Baby was that episode, that time when P dragged him up to the Breakfast Club, <laughs> and they were being interviewed by Charlemagne, um, Angela Yee, and, and and DJ Envy, and he was sitting there. And you could tell he did not want to be there, mm. and so I, uh, you know, I, I reached back home to a couple of my friends and land like, "Yo, who's this little baby kid? Like, why is why is P going so hard for him?" And like they just said, like they was like, "Yo, like he's very well known." in the streets in Atlanta and he has a huge following and it just made all the sense in the world for him to rap. Mm -hmm. And he, like, mind you, like he hasn't been rapping more than like five years, ladies and gentlemen. And like the thing that the, the, the allure with him is just that like, he's rapping real shit, quote unquote, because mm -hmm. down South, if you really like 
telling the truth about what about your lyrics is actually more important than you being like a lyrical dynamo mm-hmm. down south, especially in Atlanta. Like that's something that's like praised. Like, oh, I this really like you know, but basically like that goes to like uh his mixtape series Street Gossip. Right. The stories that people are telling of what's going on in the streets of Atlanta, he's able to lyrically tell those stories. Kind of like what 50 Cent did with Street Quran. Okay. Um, and no, Ghetto Quran. Ghetto Quran. Well, 50 did with Ghetto Quran. Lil Baby is doing that and pretty much telling these stories of tales of people that he's around, people that he knows, um, and it's also resonating. What Lil Baby also does is, you know how long time it was, you know, money over bitches, fuck bitches, give money, this Right, that. right. Little Baby, and I say this with all due respect because I want no smoke with none of these people, right? With none of 4PF. Four pockets full, that's what that's there, so that's damn shit. Little Baby is a fucking trick. Little Baby will spend money, like, he literally has no problem spending bread on girls, buying you a bag. This is why women love Little Baby. I was really trying to figure it out. I was just like, all right, like, what, like, what separates him from, like, somebody, like, like take, like, a, a, a Davies, right? Mm-hmm. Davies, handsome. You know, known in the streets, gets a lot of recognition. Like, women like him for those reasons, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, he doesn't, like, he kind of doesn't cater to women. What Little Baby does is opposed to him kind of being like Drake where he's like, you know, you don't deserve this or something like that. Like, he's actually like, yo, you cute. I'm going to take you and buy you a Birkin bag and change your life. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to send you on a trip and I'm not even going to fucking join you. Like, shit like that. Girls like that that's, shit. That's fly. Girls love them a street nigga that, that is willing to like pay how he weigh mm-hmm. and like have like a, a, a more sensitive side. And Baby really dives into that. And I think that's a huge part of his popularity. Besides him already having the streets of Atlanta, mm-hmm. besides him being a homegrown product of Atlanta, mm-hmm. what he has going for him that other rappers might not. Well, no, a lot of rappers have been kind of like coming come to that realization as well. He's like, yo, I got mad money. Me buying you a bag ain't about shit. It ain't about nothing. And you get to walk away and say that a rapper bought you a bag. Yeah. And Fine. I, I, I really cool. I really think that like he just figured it out. Like, cause you know, most dudes they tr- they're like, yo, we ain't spending money on no bitches. Like, mm-hmm. Me and my niggas, this and that, and the third. And baby was like, nah, man, I'm definitely spending money on these. Yeah, bitches. I think that's the turn of the tide. Remember when hip hop went through it, it's uh it ain't tricking if you got it phase. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's kind of a way of bringing it back around and putting some like finesse to it too, where it's like a detachment from it of like just giving these women the money. Like you said, I didn't even know about that. Where he's sending these women on these trips and not even going with them, just like yo, yeah, no, yeah, go like do your thing. Got it. Like think, like think about how many women like it, it just and like think about it. Like a lot of the rappers that are prominent right now, like their girlfriends are very known. Mm-hmm. Little baby has has Jada. Thug has Jerrica. Mm-hmm. Um, Uzi is with JT. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of these young up and coming rappers, like their girlfriends are known. NBA Young Boy, I know he was with Floyd with, with Floyd's daughter for a minute. I don't know who he's with right now, but like that was like a thing. Like a lot of these rappers are letting me know who their girlfriends are. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's because of social media. But before, remember like. Rap, like rappers in the nineties, like we had no idea. Like, like yeah. granted, like you know, like like taking for example, like LL Cool J. That man was very married. Yeah, but it wasn't his image. Right, he had to be Memphis his lover Bleak, boy dude. Very married, mm-hmm. married. 
But Memphis Bleak, if you, if you go back, was kind of like a heartthrob at that time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, think about a lot of these dudes. Jim Jones has been in a relationship forever. And, like, we found out because of reality TV, Love and Hip Hop. But, come on. Cam was with Juju for years. Mm-hmm. And you didn't find out until Love and Hip Hop. Like, yeah. a lot of, like, artists you didn't find out. And, like, now they're, like, embracing it. Shout out and to that bring, And that brings them even more women. Shout out to Hove. It took it, it. We saw literally how that went. Like we saw how Hove. People would be like, "Oh, is he with Beyonce? Who is uh, like the baddest chick in the game?" And yeah. he's like, mm, "I mean, we're friends. <laughs> like, what, nigga? We're good, we're good friends." Now remember, uh, Beyonce. Like Beyonce had a performance. She was like, "I want to thank Jay Z." Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah. You're your boyfriend? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> That's Sean to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've seen we've seen that how that's changed over the years. But uh but with this album, um I think he was able to really lean into his own and come into his own as a rapper, like at a very fast turnaround. Mm-hmm. At a very fast turnaround. Like he went from saying wham wham wham, bitch, I'm a little baby, to really spitting lyrics, like really finding a flow, sticking to it, really getting good at picking beats. Um and just honing his own. And like I like what he said. Well, I'll save what he said when, when we actually get to unpacking the album. But what's your overall thought on this album before um when you I wanna know it? I wanna know who 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 helps him learn how to rap and become comfortable in the studio. I would really okay. like to know that. Yeah. Like and I'm not like I don't I don't by any means think that somebody like wrote anything for him. I mean I just wanna know. Like mm-hmm. everybody like has that person. Like for Dr. Dre it was it was Ice Cube and DOC. DOC, yeah. Right? That really like taught him how to rap mm-hmm. and how to have a cadence. Mm-hmm. With Puff, like he had like a fucking village of people. Like mainly Puff, Mace, mm-hmm. like really like helped him hone his skills, right? So I really would like to know, like, so because Baby was like really real life off the street, like they they had to they were like yo they had to give him money to make him stop gambling and hustling the street. So like was it Thug? Like was it like 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 the like I know it was a Gucci man. Like even though he was around Gucci, like he met Gucci through P. Like I want to know who P put like around him to like really teach him how to like rap. And get better because like, really he's only been like improving. Yeah. Because I mean, like I've tried to rap before. I don't sound that good. Mm-mm. Nah, I don't sound as good. I had a rap group and everything. Shit. See. Yeah. We got. We got to find. It. I can't wait to do that episode. What? Find my find my rap group shit. Yeah. Yeah. We printed out our own cassettes. We um, we was called UAKs Underage Killers. All right. <laughs> I drew. I drew the artwork and then I had a scanner in a in a house, so I scanned it. And then I made copies of it, and we rapped over uh, Dr. Knockboo. What if y'all got signed, and then when y'all turned 21, y'all was going to be of age killers? Yeah, probably. <laughs> of age killers. Oak. <laughs> Oak. Let's get um, into the album. So, yeah, so we'll get into the album. Album kicks off with Get Ugly. It's produced by ATL Jacob. ATL Jacob. Uh, very hard-hitting opener. I like it. He sounds great. Flow is great. Which is like a theme on this album. Uh, yeah, like it's a cool opener. Um, it didn't blow me away though, like because mm-hmm. it sounds like every baby album. That yes, that. it sounds like every baby song. Yeah, mm-hmm. and but if you're not privy to baby's music, this is a this is refreshing. He sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then it takes us takes us into heating up. Um, heating up. Is where it's at for me. Like the the beat 
there's a consistency with baby and and I completely understand it when I listen to this album. Um this is baby and gonna by the way. Um there's a real consistency to the way that he picks his beats and the way that he flows. The way that he flows, he finds his pockets that kind of like live like right in between the beat. Mm-hmm. So it's like inescapable. Like he sounds so good and um and gonna the way he compliments that on this track is amazing. Like he kind of just it's like he came in and was like, "Oh, this is what you're doing," and kind of just fit the mold with what he with the flow. Okay, I really, going. I really would love. Well, would have loved. Now it's probably not gonna happen. But I really would have loved a, a, a compilation project between the both of them. Mm-hmm. Drip too hard. I I listen to drip too hard once a day. Mm-hmm. Like drip too hard actually like gets my like it's kind of like one of the songs I play like in the morning and I'm like walking around the house getting myself together mm-hmm. because like it's such a smooth song so then hair and heating up I'm just like yo man these guys can't miss like why don't like what like what's stopping them like you know their labels are friendly like mm-hmm. label, let's get to it mm-hmm. I want a full length project I'm pretty sure they have enough stuff recorded together to give us something but I just think that like I think that Gunna is so good at hooks and so good at melodies in that. Baby is is baby. I feel like that they just make a, a an amazing. Gunner's a rare talent, man. He's um, I think he's he's dope because he has um he has this ability to be a chameleon. Like he can he can give you any style, but also still keep his own signature sound. Like it's that's that shit is special. That shit is really cool. Um, yes. from Gunner. Um, but that takes us into how. How is the third track? I think I think it's three for three. It keeps the energy going. He doesn't let up. Nah, he doesn't let up, and it's consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that the songs kind of all blend into one another. Yes, they do. Where yeah. you kind of get the vibe like, oh, like this song sounds and not in a, and not in a bad way. I think what happens, what what's going on is, is that this is his first project. And baby, second one. I'm sorry. This mm-hmm. is his second. This well, no. So this this not. I think harder than ever was before this. Wasn't that a mixtape though? Harder than ever was an album. And my this, turn yeah. was an, okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is his sophomore album, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that he just understands his footing with beat, like what works best for him. So he's mm-hmm. not. He's like, I'm not going to try to step out of my comfort zone to appease people so I can fall flat on my face. Right. Right. So I think that what he did was really smart, and it's just like I have to turn off in my head of him. I had to turn off in my head him like wanting to like hear like him challenge himself like some other rappers might do that are mm-hmm. maybe more lyrically inclined mm-hmm. than he would be. But mm-hmm. I'm actually just like, I'm actually cool with what he did because it's like, all right, you know what? It ain't bad. Right. So fuck it. Let's go. Exactly. Um, I, And I think, yeah, that's perfect. Because I think, um, I think what, what baby his suit is at is that, um, I would, yeah, actually, I would like to see him explore different types of beats and sounds and shit. I think he's still young and he's still, he's found what works for him. So he's riding this out mm-hmm. until he gets to that next thing where he wants to challenge himself. But I mean, so far, I like what he's doing, especially because I know what to expect when I hear shit from him. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I know what I'm getting. And I think we're in that lane too. We're in that mode more where we're getting these rappers and these different artists that are gonna be around that like we know exactly what the fuck they offer us. They don't really challenge the mold, you know? Like, I mean, we had we've had Pusha T all these years where we know exactly what the fuck we wanna get from him. Um and we're getting more artists like that in different ways. So Baby links up with 42 Doug, 
for Grace. Mm. Butter Beats is on the production. Shout that shit is hard. Yeah, nah. Shout out to Four Two Dog. Uh, it feels like like uh, like Baby kind of gets outshined by a lot of his features on the album. Like Four Two Dog comes on and like takes this song from mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of energy. Um, Four Two Dog is obviously the he he's a more talented rapper, mm-hmm. but he's just not as popular as Baby. Yeah, so. I like where he's at right now, but he's only gonna get bigger as an artist. I like 4-2 Doug because he has like this rock star vibe to him. Mm-hmm. And um, like his voice has this rocker type vibe to it that I really like and I want him to lean into. He sampled actually uh, um he sampled a rock song, him and him and um him and Roddy Rich on his last album. Shit, I can't remember the name of it, but that shit was so good because he sounded at home on that shit. That shit is so dope. Um I want him to lean more into that, but Needless to say, this is a great collab. Um, Grace is followed up by Whoa. You know I do the dance? Nah. What's it that? You know I do the dance? I don't want to do it. But, um, <laughs> it's a cool little dance that they got for it, man. You know, like when it was out, like this song was it. Like when this song came out, like I felt like you, like whenever I drive, I could not turn on the radio yeah. and I hear it. And this is the second single from this album, right? And then yeah. every time, like I mean, and when you were going like rap caviar on Spotify, like you go to like play, like this song was at the top of it. Mm-hmm. This was this song was it. Like this was like to me like the song. This was one of the many songs that like crossed over. Where, like it didn't matter the genre. Like you, you kind of just knew that this was a little bit mm-hmm. of the song. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. This was a big, big single, um, especially at the and it was at the end of twenty nineteen. Yeah. So going right into yeah. the pandemic, like this song, like that's another thing. Like this album came out right before the pandemic started, and I think a lot of people just got to like stay, stay out of mm-hmm. it. And and then like when he put out the deluxe to this album, that yeah. really catapulted because he had that song that he put out during like right after like the Black Lives Matter march mm-hmm. and all the riots and stuff. And it like showed that. his versatility yeah. and it showed that he could like talk about other shit. Well, he so. actually he actually does it on this album as well. Mm-hmm. But I just think that other song he focused on it solely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, whew, followed by "Live Off My Closet." Yeah, I features like, future. Yo. It's crazy because um, another thing that I've learned, I, well, no, I didn't learn. I knew this. Future is that is that boy in Atlanta, right? He's mm-hmm. another homegrown product, but he's going now. Like he's superstar status. He's in LA. Mm-hmm. He's in Miami. He's not like you don't. You're not going to see him at Kroger's, right? Right. Baby, like he's still home. So it's like Future is just like that person that you can't touch, but everybody's happy for him. Mm-hmm. And he's gone. But I think like if Baby leaves Atlanta, it's going to be like a sad day. Yeah. When he finally like moves to Hollywood and shit like that, right? And them two working together is just dope because um, I think that like every city like has like their like uh, their elder statesmen and of artists mm-hmm. that give back. And I think a lot of people gave back to Future, especially like, you know, Dunn's family, that's his family. Um, I, I think it's dope that like future like reaches back to the artist. So it's kind of like he's aware, like, yo, like I don't I don't want to become out of touch, I don't want to become old. So he's around that young energy. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's dope that like he's on this project because he does not like he did not have to do this. No, he didn't. I mean it's it's cool that he is, but also you kind of need to have that to to still to keep your relevance in a way. Like mm-hmm. you gotta be around the niggas that's coming up, especially in your city. Yeah. Um so I respect that. Um, <laughs> Baby's had a line on this that I liked. I'm a hyena since everyone goats. Um, 
everybody claims the goat um, bar and a line, but I think he's given himself something to live up to. Like I like I'm really excited for Baby. I want to see what he what he's able to do, and I want to see if eventually he lives up to that title or he wants to like move into that title. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing is followed up by that. Same thing is let's see here. Same thing is produced by Pearl Leon and Tay Keith. Tay Keith is everywhere right now. Yeah. Tay Keith got a single coming out with Cardi and Kanye West. Yep. That boy is out of there. Um, but this is a solid one. What you think of this? Um, this is the song that confronted me that he is big time trick daddy. <laughs> the lyrics in this one, like mm-hmm. it's pretty much like, yo, like whatever, like me and my baby, we got the same thing. Like <laughs> matching yeah, calls, yeah, matching yeah. watches, matching everything. Yeah. Like, like I just and there's nothing wrong with that. I just think it's dope that like he kind of like really like I was I really was doing my research because I really wanted to understand it. I was like I'm not saying that he's not dope. I just want to understand like why is he like because like Dirk I get mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. NBA young boy I get and Dirk has been out forever exactly right yeah. so I, like I get those more so in the rap world but I'm just like well baby like it's nothing like that he's not doing anything I don't know I just don't feel like he was doing anything otherworldly mm-hmm. but then when people told me a lot of his elements that like come with him and his subject matter I was like oh okay cool like I get that yeah and that makes sense like Jeezy wasn't the most lyrical dude ever but like mm-hmm. people loved him because like he was motivational and yeah he was motivational and it was a feel to his shit like Authent- it was authenticity mm-hmm. and that's what baby has he has authenticity on his side yeah and when you're more of an authentic authentic rapper um, that takes you a lot further than lyricism because you could be a lyricist of the year but you might be lying about all that shit mm-hmm. that's a fact when niggas can actually cite what you're saying yeah. it's a different feeling oh, it's great I, absolutely yeah, so, yeah makes um, sense. that's followed by Emotionally Scarred um, it's produced by Twisted Genius it's not my type of vibe from Baby. It's nah, not what I... Nah, me neither. But, yeah. like, hood niggas always love to say that they, they have, like, emotional PTSD from mm-hmm. one girl that broke their heart so they can't never trust nobody ever again. It's fucking funny as hell. Yeah. And he really leaned into this shit. Yeah, he did. Right. Um, This is not... It's not my favorite, but, you know, it's one of my... I think this is actually my first skip of the album, which is... I mean, we're eight tracks in. That's pretty fucking big. That's a big mm-hmm. deal. Um, as followed by commercial. Commercial features Lil Uzi Vert. Take Keith, this too hard. Um, I love, I love Lil Uzi. Like Lil Uzi is kind of like a guilty pleasure of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's somebody that like I think is like a superior rapper. But he just likes to have a good time and he just like and also is just good at melodies and hooks and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So like he just he really just does what the fuck he wants. Man, and, I do what I want. Yeah. And I just think I just think that him getting on a song with baby is also dope. Because he's like in another stratosphere mm-hmm. as well. Like he's huge. Like he's big. Like I'm shocked that he hasn't gone on like his own world tour by himself yet. How do you think that would look? Who opens on a little Uzi tour? I feel like a lot of I feel like a lot of like I feel like he can have like a really wide a vast group of people. He can have a rock band open for him, and he can have some up and coming rappers open. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely think Jack Harlow opens for him since it's, they're on the same label. Nah, I don't think they would want Jack as an opener at this point in his career. No, not like opener like when nobody's in there, but like coming out before Uzi closes the show. Or maybe they would do the Uzi and Jack Harlow tour, but Uzi has to be the closer. Right. 
Right, 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 right. I can see that. Man. Yeah. It's no different than when Wayne and Drake went on tour. So, like, yeah. I get what you're saying because I said opener. I didn't mean, like, he's, mm-hmm. like, when people, like, just get into the to, right. to the arena or the stadium. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that, like, you know, they're both on the same label, right? Like, so it, I, I would think that it would be dope if they both – because if Jack Harlow goes on tour with Uzi, Uzi's name, I feel like Uzi brings a bigger audience than Jack Harlow. Even though Jack Harlow is definitely on the rise. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think Uzi definitely brings a Jack Harlow audience. is a smart motherfucker, man. That, dude, that dude's team is working – Hard, bro. Yeah, man. I believe him and Quavo and White Man Can't Jump. Yeah, him and Quavo and White Man Can't Jump. Um, everybody was hate hating Jack Harlow like a month ago, mm-hmm. and he said, "What am I gonna do? I'm gonna take the City Girls on tour with me." Everybody loves City Girls. That kind of about that kind of canceled out like sixty percent of the hate for Jack Harlow because he's taking City Girls on tour. Right. Him and Lil Nas X are great friends. And then yeah, and then. Everybody was shitting on him. Brandy, sh- like, shit on him in some way, shape, form. Right, because he didn't know who she was. Yeah. And then he brought out Brandy. No, I'm sorry. He didn't know that. No. He, he didn't know. Brand- he didn't know that, that that she and Ray J were brothers. Yeah. And then he went to the BET Awards, and people said, oh, why is Jack... Because they announced that he was there. Why is Jack Harlow at the BET Awards? He shows up with a Lil Nas X shirt. Mm-hmm. They get mad at that, and then Lil Nas X comes out and says, I love this I man. I love this man. That canceled out some more hate for him. It's like, yo. Then you bring out Brandy. It's like, yo, like he's just doing everything right. I think I'm gonna eat some KFC just cause Jack. Yo, he's doing everything right now. You won't catch me in KFC. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm gonna go to Popeyes. Popeyes got six, got a six ninety nine deal right now. <laughs> Holla at them. But um, but yeah, no, he's doing everything right. And I don't know how I went on the Jack Harlow tangent, but um, I'm sure I'm sending all this. Bring it to your cousin Al. <laughs> but <laughs> but getting back to getting back to this collab with Uzi on this album, um, it works out. And like you said, Uzi didn't have to do this shit. Uzi is out of this fucking world, out of this galaxy. He's a superstar now. Okay. Um, so but nice. that takes us into Forever. Forever features Lil Wayne. Yeah. Uh, Wayne, I love how Wayne taps into. This is a very important collab. I like how Wayne taps into 07. Wayne at any given moment. And I love how 07 Wayne is like a saying. Like everybody knows what that mm-hmm. means. It's like because different artists come around and they get in their 07 Wayne era where they just hop on everything and they're killing everything. Yeah. And that's what Baby was on. And that's what Baby kind of still on still is on right now, where he's hopping on everything and you're yeah. like, yo, it's a baby feature. Solid, yeah. right? Um, so this is when you reach that level in your career and you get a Wayne feature, it's important. All right. So one thing that's always like really hard for me is like I hear like a lot of Wayne and Little Baby comparisons and I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And then Wayne like came out and said Little Baby's his favorite rapper out right now. Mm-hmm. And my brain couldn't compute it at the time. Like I couldn't like my head almost exploded. I was just like, how? Like he like like baby like how is baby impressing Wayne? Mm-hmm. But then I forgot like. Wayne is still, like, just a fan of music, like, and he probably, just because, like, he is super lyrical miracle at times when he wants to be, doesn't mean that he can't appreciate what Baby's talking about. Mm -hmm. Again, this is not hate. This is just not me understanding. Like, I couldn't couldn't imagine um, Jay-Z saying, oh, man, I fucking love Changi. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just one of those things. Mm -hmm. No disrespect, Changi, that's homie. But I'm just saying, like, so hearing Wayne embrace Baby like that, I was like, What? 
And now, like, I understand it. It's just something like, you know, when you when you fuck with some shit, you fuck with it. I wish Wayne would have gave Young Thug some love like that. You know, I feel like it would have, like, canceled out a lot of bullshit that had happened. That they went through? Yeah. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I, I, I get that. I think, um, I think Wayne probably likes Baby because he kind of reminds him of himself. But that's what I'm saying. So why the hell didn't he like Thug? Yeah, but Thug was trying too hard. You think Thug was trying too hard to be like Wayne when he came? He was trying too hard for the recognition. I don't think I don't think Baby was trying for the recognition, and I think they were trying to low key use Thug to replace Wayne. It's the way that Baby was doing, like Birdman was doing it. Um, I think he was trying to use him to like X out Wayne and say like, "Yo, this the future right here." And Wayne probably saw that as a slight, like, "Fuck you, mean he the future? Like, I'm still here, like, you know." I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I see what you're saying. And Wayne obviously got jealous and didn't like it. Yeah. Right. And then the barter six yeah. and, the, you know, it was a lot. It was, I think it was a lot for him you to know, process. Young Thug is a tough motherfucker, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. That tells you everything that you need to know because he was he was on Lil Wayne's ass. It was a lot for him to process for, for sure. I'm, I can imagine. Um, Forever is followed by Can't Explain, which is, eh. Not my favorite. Not my favorite bag for for uh, for baby to be in. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's 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 like the cliche got it out the mud. You know, rags riches story. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's not. Me. Yeah, not my not my kind of shit. And then exp- can't explain is followed by no sucker. True. There we go. Back. No Straight sucker with with my boy. Fucking yo. With my boy money bag yo man. I'm a huge fan of money bag yo, and they sound amazing on this shit together. Yeah. Like they sound so fucking good. I, on yeah, this. they they definitely was in the studio together. They synced up their flows and mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, you can tell like this wasn't an email track. These nah. niggas worked together on yeah, this. They did. This was so fucking good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was thoroughly. Uh, pleased with it, and I wish that we had got. I wish that this was like one of those songs we got. Uh, Put on the radio more that got like more money behind it because I I really thought that this was like a dope track. I didn't I hear this on radio in New York a lot. It might have got played in radio other other mm-hmm. areas, but not New York. Mm-hmm. And then followed by a song that was played on the radio was "Some to Prove." Yes, "Some to Prove" was produced by Twisted Genius. Um, this was actually one of the singles from this album. Uh, this helped build up the buzz for this album because it came out maybe like a month and a half before the album actually came out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this was a big single. It was a big single. Um, it's basically baby just telling us what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, he's good at it, and he does. That's what he does to a T. Like he just lets it. He just baby kind of just gives motherfuckers an update. Like damn, this shit is crazy. I'm getting money now. I didn't rap five months ago. <laughs> like that's how he sound when he be rapping. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I met Jay-Z and Beyonce at the award show. Like, that's yeah. how he raps. <laughs> it's like run-on sentences and rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it works because he be going hard. He be snapping. Um, next song, actually, is We Should. We Should is Baby and Thugger. Mm-hmm. You know, now that I think about it, because you said, I wonder who, like, got him together and shit like that. It was probably Thug. Probably. Okay. Yeah. This one is produced by Wheezy. Um, I think Thug probably had a lot to do with the grooming of of Lil Baby. Yeah, I mean, because he used to also, like, uh, just like how P did, like, do a lot to get him out the street, mm-hmm. which is pretty dope. Yeah. Um, so I think um, I think that has a lot to do with it. This song was was also, like, did pretty well. I think it went gold on its own on its album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, Thug is the sensei, to, mm-hmm. you know, to his daddy son on this one. Like, mm-hmm. obviously. 
Um, and then that's followed by Catch the Sun. Right. Catch the Sun is produced by Hit Boy. I remember this song because it was on the Queen of Slim Town track. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else can I say about this song? Like it kind of. This is the song where I was saying where he like he gave us a little a little hint of like the conscious rap mm-hmm. kind of route he was going, and he also was using that to like talk to a girl because mm-hmm. basically like this track is like the equivalent of like you open up to a girl but like, I don't open up to nobody. Yeah, yeah. You. Open up to you. You getting these exclusives right now, yeah. girl. I don't talk like this to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think what would be interesting to see, like you see how. Um, because Kendrick became more well traveled and went a lot of places, um, his music and his sound changed. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see if, like, for Baby, like, what keeps him grounded? Like, what keeps him from doing that? Like, is it that Kendrick? Do you think that because Kendrick is so confident lyrically that he knew that he could expand his music versus what Baby? Baby kind of knows like I kind of can't do that. Uh, maybe I think well. It depends, though, because Baby is still kind of very young in his career, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, he hasn't right. been rapping that long. Right. Kendrick um, is 30, uh, 30 plus. Yeah. He's, you know, he's young and he hasn't been rapping that long. So, like, it'll take time. I'm curious to see what a third or fourth Lil Baby album sounds like. Um, okay. We'll see. Right. You know? Lil Baby need to go to Africa and just come back and just talking different. Yo, that'd be crazy. Imagine he come back on some, like, um, Yasin Bey shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, um, make a Umi says. Right. Um, but we'll see. I, I'm excited to see what he comes up with. Um, but Catch the Sun. Oh, speaking of Queen of Slim, um, that was actually a really good soundtrack. And how do you, f- <laughs> how did you feel about that movie then and now? Yo, fuck Luna Wave, yo. <laughs> <laughs> but why, why you say that? All right, because like, it was kind of like romanticizing this black Bonnie and Clyde during mm-hmm. a, a time period where a lot of people, where a lot of black people felt um, oppressed, as mm-hmm. we usually do. But like this, we, we were like reaching like a height because like police brutality and things like that were like kind of getting like crazy. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what? Maybe the the studio kind of like might have took some stuff out, but like that movie just it there were certain elements of that movie like I'm like all this happened in one night. Mm-hmm. It's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a little sloppy. Yeah, was, um, the way just, that they did it. Yeah, it was just like me being like a, a film lover. I'm like this movie had so much potential, mm-hmm. and there were so many things that were like just like sped up and like exaggerated. Like I was like this is this is bullshit, and it's just that like. Lena Waif, like, she always starts out really well. Yeah. And it's, like, then, like, it just gets nowhere. Like, I feel like, like, Lena Waif, like, I feel like whatever she's doing with her decisions, she starts out really well, really clear-minded, and then she goes and gets a drink, and then it goes to shit. Yeah. And she's like, what was I doing? Yo, yeah, yeah finish that. Keep going with that. Yeah, man. So it's <laughs> like, it's one of those things where it just really frustrates me. But, like, yeah, like, Lena Waif, like, I, she just, she... I, I, like, I, she needs a team that can, like, finish her ideas for her. Because she starts out really well. Yeah, and I Never think it's well, I think it's the ego that like keeps her going on some like Tyler Perry shit, like Tyler Perry where she just has king. to do she has to do everything herself. But I mean, on some Tyler oh. Perry shit where like <laughs> he's sorry. do he does everything himself. He don't have like a fucking team of writers. Okay, well, I'll tell you what the difference is for me with her and Tyler Perry, in my personal opinion. Tyler Perry, right? 
knows his niche and his and his audience are old church ladies. Yeah, yeah. So that's I think true. that's why his movies look the way that they do mm-hmm. because even though like we watch it, it's not for us. It's it's, it's those women that always go and support his his plays. My mom. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Is though your mom not old lady though? Well, my mom, but my mom is that demographic She's where that she dem- loves Tyler Perry content, right. content, right? Mm-hmm. So like he knows his audience. Lena Waithe is trying to give this to us, and I yeah. just feel like she feels like we're fucking idiots and yeah. we eating this shit up. That's yeah, why I'm that's mad. True. That's true. So with Tyler Perry, I'm like, you know what? I'm a visitor in this house right now of yeah. the content that he's giving us. Yeah. Lena Waithe, nah, we all in the same house. Yeah, yeah, and she's in our age group, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, think about it. Like she did that fucking that Hillman Records bullshit. Oh, word. I forgot about that. You know, like, she's always just doing some bullshit, bro. She tried to... Look what she did with Boomerang. Yeah. I told niggas from Jump, though. Like, yo, don't watch that. I told people from the Jump. Yeah, man. Fucking Scoob was fucking championing that bullshit. That show? Yeah. He would, man. Come on, Of Scoob. course, Of course Scoob would. All right. So, um, that leads us into Consistent. Consistent is produced by Quay Global. It's mm-hmm. the 16th track on this album. How we feel about how this album is going so far? It's going well, um, mm-hmm. but this song is just like I, you know, I enjoy the flow, and mm-hmm. it, it is nothing like different. Um, this is I'm I don't think I've ever said this, but I wish that he had more features. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Because Baby's flow is repetitive, so mm-hmm. it sounds like like Baby raps like he raps. He's rapping to the same beat always. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like you know like it's typical like. And when I say the same beat, I mean like he's trying to like where he's always trying to hit the same pockets. Mm-hmm. So where it's like, I feel like little baby can rap an acapella, and the producer makes the beat to what he's rapping. Yeah, yeah. Versus him hearing a beat and him riding the beat. That's why a lot of his shit. Yeah, you're right. Um, a lot of his shit has the same bounce to it too. Yeah. So like, it yeah. just sounds like he like whatever like he has in his head to like give him rhythm. It mm-hmm. sounds like he has the same rhythm every time. Yeah. Um, that's followed by gang signs. Uh, yeah. Yo, um, I, like, I saw a video of him performing this shit live, and that shit just did not look, it didn't look like it was safe. No, like niggas was turned up. Fuck off. That's crazy. All you just see is a bunch of just fingers just going up, just making shit up, like. What's crazy about this song is, this beat is insane. The energy is crazy. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he brings the energy on this song. Right. He don't, but like niggas just get so hyped because mm-hmm. like they know the name of it, they know what the song is about. Yeah. And yeah. they just get crazy. So they carry it for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Wayne would have went crazy oh on my this. God, would he have? Wayne would have went. Yeah, yes. They would have went crazy Absolutely. on this. But I mean, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It works in a crowd, so success. Hurting. Hurting is the next song, track 18. Um. Yeah, this is another song about him dealing with fame. Mm hmm. And like I said, like he is really funny. And I really think the story with him is, is like it's a ghetto almost famous. Like he was just like a popular kid in the Atlanta streets, like mm-hmm. gambling and shit like that, getting the street shit. And motherfucker, like the, the dude from the hottest rap label out of Atlanta said, yo, I'm going to sign you. Like you need to rap. And just pretty much just took him on like a ride, like just made him like a superstar. Yeah. Like he just had like he it's like you gotta think about it, like obviously I've watched some of his IG lives and stuff like that. I've seen him on Instagram. But he's not, he doesn't have that much charisma. Like this is just 
authenticity. He don't even like he, he don't even like talking to people. Yeah, he don't. He don't like talking to people. Like he's opened up more on like when he goes on Breakfast Club. Like they make jokes about like from his first interview. But like it's really crazy to me how like his <laughs> his evolution has gone and he's just this like I really think that he can't believe this shit either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I think that's why he keeps making songs about it. Yeah. You ever seen that um <laughs> you you ever seen that viral clip of when paparazzi's trying to talk to him and he's walking and he's like, No hablo English. Yeah. <laughs> nah, my favorite my favorite one is when uh he was in France with uh with James Harden and they were like, Le Le Bibi. I didn't see that one. I just feel like he just always be like thrown off by shit. Like, yo, like, like, yo these like, niggas, how even know me out here? These niggas really like me? Damn, like <laughs> shit. Um yeah, but no, he seems incredibly focused. Uh, Forget That is the next song. Mm-hmm. Um, It's produced by Tyler Arms and Murder Beats. Right? The boy mm-hmm. living his raps. Yeah, yeah. He's living his raps, and he's just he's he just letting us know what's going on. And like I said, uh, he's telling these street tales of what's going on in Atlanta. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, yo, like that's really really cool and like really awesome that like he's doing that and people can just pinpoint mm-hmm. like oh shit like yeah that's it happened oh I heard about that like there's that no- shit it shit never gets old hearing hearing about a street that you live on yeah in a song or hearing something reference a restaurant whatever it's like yo I go there mm-hmm. like that that shit it never you know if you know what that's like you know that feeling like it's right. it's incredible um and the album closes out with solid yo this was a really good closer. Mm-hmm. And the beat reminds me of like some Detroit shit. I yeah. think I think 4-2 Doug would have sounded good on this. Absolutely. I just mm-hmm. I think that um he closed the album out really good. And it it's just I'm just really impressed with what he delivered and like for him to have started rapping so like such like shortly ago. And it's yeah. funny, right? Because uh you know, obviously, like he 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 writes his own shit and then charges his own music, but it's kind of similar to like pretty much like a, a Dre or a Puff, and I'm gonna tell you why. Granted, Dre and Puff don't write their own shit. People saw something in them and said, like, you guys need to record music. Like, you have something that people want to respond to you guys. Mm-hmm. And with Baby, like, they just knew that, and that to me, that's really that's to me that's more impressive than people that, like, grow up want to be musicians because it's just, like, he didn't even see it himself. He's like, what the fuck do you see that I don't see? People are like, you need to do this. And it's just, like, then catapulting yourself because, like, Dre was reluctant to get in the, stu- in the booth. Puff was reluctant to get in the booth. The only difference between between them is, is that Baby writes his own music. Right. Right? And I think that only Baby only... The reason why Baby writes his own music because nobody can tell the stories that he could tell mm-hmm. and his experiences. And, and that's, like, the... That's what is the charming thing about him is that his experiences are his and you know that where it's coming from is is real. Well, okay. So I'll ask you this. What do you think the difference is between Baby and 21 Savage? Because I feel like he has a lot of the attributes that you're naming for, for Baby. Okay. So the difference is, is who that like 21 Savage came out as an independent artist. Mm-hmm. And what I think the difference is is just that, like, even though Twenty One Savage obviously two no more songs right now, he's a he's a big star. But I don't think that he is. I don't think that whoever he signed with has the same relationships that P and Coach K have. Mm-hmm. P 
P, like Coach K, like has been in the music industry for years. P came up like making great relationships. Came up with Gucci Mane, and I just think that they're able to get him in rooms. Maybe like rooms that Twenty One Savage can get in, obviously, but maybe Twenty One Savage might be turning it down or going about it in a different way. Got you. Like I just feel that I don't think. Okay, this is a better way. I think Twenty One Savage is completely fine with being in the rap lane. Mm-hmm. I don't think that P and Coach K want to keep Little Baby in the rap lane. He has a, song, a, a fire song with Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. I understand that Twenty One Savage has a hit song with uh, with Post Malone, mm-hmm. and obviously, like him and Drake have like great chemistry. And then you know when he made it, um, the, the a lot song with J Cole, great mm-hmm. song. But I think that Twenty One Savage is like complete, absolutely fine with where he's at. Like he doesn't need to be bigger. Or anything like that. I think what Baby Baby has like a machine behind it. Where Twenty One is kind of more mom and pop. Right. Okay. I think that's the only difference. Cause I mean, it's like they both from Atlanta. It's no different. Like they both like it's both real shit going on with them. Like mm-hmm. you know, is is known. Even though like um, with Twenty Twenty One is not. He's from Atlanta. But like baby is from like the city, like he's mm-hmm. from like he went to APS high schools and shit like that. Like, so I just think that like you're you're gonna see baby way more than you're gonna see twenty one. So mm-hmm. I think that's also the difference. Like the way Atlanta is weird because it's like you go live in Atlanta, but it's like it's not if you're not like in like the heart of it, like it's it's, it's weird. But I just think like that's just the difference. Like the difference is Coach K and P. Got you. Okay. And like, and like shout out the to teams. Uh, 20, yeah, the teams. Twenty one has a great manager on his boy Measy, mm-hmm. but I just think that like because. The way that they go about things, I just think that just makes a difference. Like they aren't like hometown heroes in the same way. I, like they aren't hometown heroes the same way that that P and Coach K are. Like in their relationships, Gucci Man, Thug. Like it's just like they have different relationships. Twenty One is kind of like off to himself. He fucks with them, but he like he has like his own like little area, his own domain. Stays in that. He goes on tour. He comes home. That's it. Yeah. Okay. But um. All right, yeah, I I guess what you were saying just made me think of like I couldn't help but think about Twenty One Savage because mm-hmm. they have a lot of parallels. Right, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely. I think the difference just is labels and like backing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that brings us to a close for Lil Baby's My Turn. Um, big album for him, big moment for him. What do you give it? Um, I give it a four out of five waffles, mm. just because uh, it's a consistent album. It doesn't have like songs in there that suck or like cringy or anything like that. His the only my only problem with the album is just that, like, lyrically, so, all right, and it's not a real problem, because if I'm just judging this album just as an album, it's fine. It's his sophomore album, and he actually improved from his his debut album, mm-hmm. but I just don't think that lyrically he's going here. I think this is it. Yeah, oh, this is like, he's going to plateau? Yeah. Okay. And well, this, is a high, this is a high point for him, so it's mm-hmm. like, you know, we'll just see... How else? How else he dresses this up? Yeah. You know, um, there's been artists over the years that have found a way to finesse one style for twenty to. 30, I mean, look at Juicy J. Yeah, one style and finessed it for thirty to forty years, it and I love Juicy J. It wasn't the biggest rapper out though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I will give this a four as well. I think this album for the for the same reason as you, like it's consistent as hell. Um, the beats are amazing. I love how he found a way to like kind of live between the beat with his uh with his flow. And I like Baby for his flow. It's not necessarily what he's saying fully. Um, 
But I really like how far he came and how much he proved me wrong because I didn't think that he would be around for as long as he's been around. And I didn't think he would be rapping the way that he is. I didn't think he... It's like for one of those years, you know how um, in rap we like to give people like most improved of the year or whatever. Right. Most in, So he definitely got that for like 2020 when this came out. Absolutely. Um, as opposed to like when he when I first heard him in 2017. Truth be told, I thought Roddy Rich was going to be in the position that he's in right now. I think Roddy had his time. I think that second album really, really took a deep dive, like nosedive. Mm-hmm. He took a nosedive with that second album. But that uh that antisocial album was fire. Yeah, I mean, nobody absolutely. was shit. Uh Roddy had niggas in hell. Like he had he had Justin Bieber on the timeline, stressed because he didn't had a number one song. Yeah. He had all these big, big artists like, yo, yeah, can't compete with the box, can't compete. Mm-hmm. You know? So he had his time. And he's still young. Maybe he'll get yeah, back to yeah, it. Maybe he'll bounce back. But yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I think Baby is up there. I think um, I think Dirt. I think it's right now is between you know, Baby and Dirt. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, uh, obviously NBA YoungBoy gets honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, actually, no. I think I think the Holy Trinity right now actually is NBA YoungBoy, Dirt, and Lil Baby right now as far as like the. The, the crop of like the new guys like mm-hmm. I feel like those guys like those that's the new Biggie Jay Z and Nas debate or that's the new Cole Wale and Drake Cole Wale and Drake mm-hmm. wouldn't it be <laughs> no I mean Kendrick yeah <laughs> I'm about to say Wale yeah God damn <laughs> because back you know back then I was thinking just blog era so oh you think yeah absolutely blog era yeah, okay, yeah. I, get, I get it. But yeah, like I think that those three are like the guys right now and like rap. And like and it's funny because they all are in three completely different lanes. Mm-hmm. But like they those are the three guys that are like prominent right now. You know, like obviously some people feel like, you know, there's other other elements to it, but like those three guys, I like I look at it like, all right, NBA Youngboy has his name where he like dominates like YouTube and shit like that, right? Baby has like his live shows and like streaming like mm-hmm. like as far as like commercial sales and stuff like that and like Dirk I just feel like you know like like he said like he's really like the voice of the new generation yeah and, shit like that. and like, the consistency yeah. too like uh, Dirk is doing numbers man yeah that's what I'm saying so it's just like it's just one of those things where I just feel like like Dirk is so big like he 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 was on the vert well it almost if King Ron would have lived like King Ron probably would be like the next big thing mm-hmm. like, and then he was under him yeah so yeah man all right. Well, we comfortable giving this album a four. I would say um, definitely visit this one. Mm-hmm. Um, visit visit Baby's catalog in general and just give him a chance. I think I think he's come a long way. I think That's it's worth it. I agree. I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Torian B. We out of here. Catch you next time.